Hi, everybody. Welcome to Building My Empire. Today, we have a really, really exciting episode, and I'm here with a special guest. I'm here with the one and only coach, Kurt Werfley. Wait, I totally messed up your last name. How do you say it's it? It's okay. It's okay. Werfley. 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 Yeah, you had it just a second ago. You got it. How do you... <laughs> we need to practice <laughs> saying that forwards and backwards, I feel like. Werfley. I gave you the easy way because my dad's from Germany, right? So it's actually Werfley <laughs> with a little umlaut over the U. But oh, I mean, man. that makes it even more complicated. Right? That's the advanced class right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, fine. anyway, Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank you for your patience with me. <laughs> How are you? Um, please share with us who you are, what you do, and what your story is. Sure. So my name is Kurt Werfley. I'm a professional uh, certified coach through IPEC. I'm here in the Asheville, North Carolina area, and I help individuals and organizations go from a place of where they're convicted of what should be to a reality. Mm. So helping people really maintain and grasp and build that vision that they want to go towards. Um, and so I've been helping people for years and coaching businesses and sales, marketing, business coaching, uh, but just recently in the past uh, year, last year, got certified as a coach. So went ahead and put a exclamation point on it. So, um, yeah, my story was basically going from a place where I just did not really enjoy what I was doing for the majority of, of, of my life and my career. But there was this underlying thread, this common denominator of really helping people get to where they wanted to be. And I felt like, gosh, I'm not doing it for myself, though, right? And then that's really where I stumbled upon coaching. And it was through a very, very difficult, trying experience. But I got here. And now that I'm here, it's clicking. And it's amazing. So It's powerful once you get there, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Life-changing, not only for... Uh, you as a coach, but also to see your clients. And I, I'm just saying that from experience is like to see your clients grow as well. Um, is just such a level of fulfillment that I feel like I, I didn't experience before getting into this work and, and getting into like building my, my own business. Yes, yes, exactly. You're absolutely right. And I think for me, that has been the most rewarding, fulfilling aspect of this whole journey, you know, kind of knowing it was always there, but then really getting the tools and digging into who I really was and what I could be the best in the world at, right? Mm. And capitalizing on it. And when you see the fruit of that and you see the exponential growth in people's lives and that they're just blowing up, right? I mean, with, you know, this this vision that they've always had in in their mind, um, it is an amazing, amazing thing. And I I love where we're at and it's a challenge still, you know, as I'm sure you've, you know, you've talked about very, very clearly, right? Oh yeah. In your own journey, Oh yeah. but it's worth it. Yeah, it is. At the end of the day, that's, that's what I think. And, and anytime that I experience that doubt of like, Ooh, like, should I be doing this or not? I think to myself, is there anything else that I would rather be doing right now? And continually that answer has come back. No, like there's nothing else I want to be doing. And so that question in and of itself has been really a North star for me because anytime I'm facing like that, that doubt or lack of belief, 
or whatever, um, I bring myself back to that question. I'm like, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing in, in the ups and in the downs, to be honest with you. And so I think that's a really cool feeling to experience. Um, once you mm-hmm. find, once you find that your own sweet spot and, and what you really are passionate about doing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what's so cool about what you just said was here you are and you've already tapped into it, right? So to see how that's going to grow and evolve as, you know, you change as a person as well is so exciting because we all change, right? It's it's a journey and there's never a there that we get to, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's why I'm excited for you and excited for myself and everyone else who's on this journey. Yeah. Totally. And so I, I know from my experience, like coaching is something that, that I tell people kind of found me. Um, and I, I, when I got into coaching, it was very synchronistic, um, on, on kind of how that happened and how that whole story for me unraveled. Um, how did, how did you get to like where you are today? Like, how did you find coaching and and your love for doing this and your passion for helping other people? Yes. Great question. I, um, I was um, in a place in corporate um, for about eight years where I was doing sales work. And I loved working with customers and I loved building relationships with them. Um, but the corporate lifestyle was just a little bit, there was, it just really wasn't jiving with me. But what was, was the fact that I was building these strong relationships with people. And I knew them really, really well. So well that I was helping them more with their personal lives, right? And helping them get to where they wanted to be personally um, instead of, you know, selling them high dollar, you know, uh, you know, circuit breakers and, and this kind of stuff, right? So I think that's where, it, and, and doing a lot of work in our church as well with leadership development and helping my colleagues in, in my corporate situation, they'd come to me and really share their dreams with me. And I'd say, okay, so what are you doing about that? And how are you getting there? And I would share with them, hey, I'm reading a new book right now about leadership and this might help you too. And I'm like, this is, this is a common thread like I was talking about. So I made a jump to work for one of the country's largest insurance companies, the State Farm. And I became a, basically for all intents and purposes, it was a business coach. It was a sales and marketing um, you know, consultant position, but you were coaching these agents. I had 43 agents in a territory. and. Um, I learned that through a lot of the corporate um, structure, they have what they call coaching, what they call leadership development. And it's all good stuff. It shows you how to be a better leader, right? Um, and so I was using a lot of those techniques and, and having and helping to you know, motivate these agents to, to build their businesses and to grow. Um, but I realized it wasn't working all that well. And I wasn't really being very convincing at it. So the first two or three months, I didn't really go very far in this new position. I was getting frustrated. And finally, one day, I came into this office of this agent. And he's like, oh, here comes Kurt with his corporate punch list, you know. <laughs> what does is, what is State Farm want me to do today, Kurt? Mm-hmm. You know, where am I at? And, whatnot. and I'm like, you know, I took a completely different uh, take on it. I've been reading this book called From Good to Great. And one of the big takeaways for me was it talked about how, you know, don't be what you want to be best in the world at, be what you can be the best in the world at. I'm like, well, what I can be the best in the world at is helping people to really connect with their why and what they want. So let me just do that. So I go and I answer this agent. I'm like, you know what? Forget what State Farm wants. I don't really care today. (laughs) 
which is the kiss of death. I don't want to hear that, right? Um, but I'm like, I just want to know what you want. You're the one who started this agency. What are your dreams? What are your goals? What do you want? And with that, it turned the conversation on its head. And he shared with me some of his deepest longings. And it didn't have to do with making more money. It didn't have to do with growing the business. It had to do with his desire to mentor some of his other agents in his office. That was his biggest one. I'm like, all right, let me help you do that. And through that, those agents under him grew. And he ended up hitting numbers that he had not hit in years. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's something to this. So that's really where um, it clicked for me. But I didn't realize it was professional coaching, right? I didn't realize, I still didn't know what that was at that point. Totally. That's kind of how it went for me too. Was like once I once I learned what what coaching was and everything, I'm like, oh, I've been doing this. Like <laughs> I've been naturally doing with this with people, but I didn't realize at the time that it was yeah. coaching. And it's really really cool to um, to just see and hear about that transformation that happened when you decided to flip the script and and finally ask people like, what is it that you want? Because I think at the end of the day, like that's a question that we often forget to ask ourselves, you know, it's like, what is it that I actually want? Because a lot of the times, and I, I'm speaking from my own experience, my own story, when I say this is like, I know I got caught up in all of the supposed to do's, like I got caught up in all right. the, this is what you do, like, this is the game plan that society has handed you, period. And so when I was all caught up in that, it's like, I didn't even think to ask myself what I wanted, because First of all, I didn't believe that I could have what I wanted. And second of all, I didn't yeah. even think to ask myself that question. You know what I mean? I was so mm. like, I was so in it, in this, um, in this own like hustle and grind that I didn't know there could be another alternative to how I was living my life, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's, yeah. that is such a important question, um, to be asking ourselves on a regular basis too, to, to, to experience that clarity of what is it that I actually want in any area of your life and business? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you said something that was really, really important that I think everyone should really realize. It was like, you didn't believe you could actually have what you wanted or you could, but what, yeah, you're right. So yep. there was that, that limiting belief in there someplace, right? Mm -hmm. um, that I think so many of us struggle with. I think we still do. I, I still do it right i'm always you know battling that you know but there yeah. is a way that we are i believe my belief and my faith is that we are created and we are fearfully wonderfully made and that there is a desire in our heart to do something and there's a reason for it right i mean and so that has to get out somehow um and i think that you know as obviously for you it got out sooner than later, right? I mean, I'm in my in, in my 40s now, and it, it took a while, but it's okay. It got but out. But you're still right? so. you have still have so much time, though. Like that's not even that's not even like late to the game. You know what I mean? Like you're just getting started. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, sometimes I don't. You know, I get up in the morning right, and something yeah. hurts, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. okay. But I, I think that's where like. I think that's where, cause even I get caught up in that and like, 
like I think that's where when I get caught up in comparing myself to other people or like comparing mm-hmm. myself to people who are further ahead of me or started sooner than me or whatever. I think when I get caught up in that comparison game, which is so like toxic, um, that's when mm-hmm. I start having those thoughts of like, oh, can I actually do this? Or oh, like I'm too late to the game or that type of thing. You know, it's it's but when I stay true to myself and my own race, you know, and think about like where I am now and and where I started from, that's when I feel much more empowered versus feeling um, doubtful or unsure when I'm, when I'm comparing myself to someone else. Yeah. So I, I love that. And I would love to hear, I know this is supposed to be about me, but I'd love to flip the table on you real quick. Cause I want to hear, (laughs) yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. How do you keep that in front of you? I mean, how do you, resist and fight the temptation to compare yourself to others when those thoughts come into your mind yeah so for me I found myself well first of all with anything it's it's becoming aware of it so becoming aware of the trigger that causes it so even if you have a bad habit like this could be a bad habit you comparing yourself to other people could be it, it, it is a habit, I would say. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that a lot of us don't look at it like a habit because we're so used to doing it. You know, we're so programmed to do it in a, a mindset that we get ourselves in. So I think the biggest thing, first of all, is to start becoming aware of when you catch yourself in that mindset and catch yourself comparing yourself to other people, um, because then you can mm-hmm. see kind of what triggered it. So one of my triggers was going on social media. Like as soon as I would go on social media and I'm following all these people that um, are living these really cool lives or look like they have it all together or um, are look, I feel like they are ahead of me, which I don't even know what that definition is of like ahead of me. You know what I mean? But I found that one of the triggers for me was going on social media and just scrolling. Um, and so because of that, like one of the things I did once I caught that trigger was I went through who I was following and unfollowed like half of the amount of people. And I just tried to, tried to keep it to, um, just, just a a smaller (laughs) number of people that I actually wanted to, to hear from and, and to be connected with and that type of thing. And, um, so that was, that was one of the first things I did. And then after that, I really just started, um, just finding what those other triggers were for me. And so one of the things I started to do was just bringing my awareness back into, like I mentioned before, like my own race. So even if I went to um, a workout class or something like that, and there were other people in the class, like I wouldn't compare myself to them. You know, I wouldn't compare how I'm doing to them. I would say like, no, I just need to do better than I did yesterday or than the last workout or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And like, I would intentionally put my focus back on my own game and and my own race that I'm, that I'm running. Um, And so that has helped me feel so much more empowered because instead of constantly like looking around at where everyone else is in the race and like my head's going left to right and left to right, I was able to finally just focus and like put my blinders on like they do for horses and like just just like look straight ahead and focus on the direction I'm going in instead of constantly looking like to my left and to my right. Yeah. Beautiful. Being okay with yourself. Yeah, totally. And like complete acceptance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like like I think one of the big ah ahas for me, and, and this is just like recently I finally started doing this was um, just believing in myself and like that sounds so cliche and like so simple 
but it's so true. It's like when I started my, my business, I tell people I started with two things. I started with the knowing that life could be better than it was and the belief mm-hmm. that anything is figure outable. And that's what I started my business yeah. on. So, so I had this, like, I had this knowing that life could be better. Um, but I, I didn't fully like 110% believe in myself. Like I still had those doubts. I still had those like insecurities and I, and I still do when I'm going to do something new or something outside of my comfort zone. And so it wasn't until recently, I feel like that I truly was like, you know, like, I feel like I constantly was looking for belief and validation in other people or like from my coach or from whatever. And I finally got to this point where I was like, all right, how much more validation do you need before you start believing in yourself? And like, once I finally just declared that and claimed it and said like, no, like I believe in myself and like, I believe that I can do this. And I stopped looking for other people to give me that belief, like so much pressure and so much of that comparison was off of my shoulders because I was tuned back into me and not looking for that validation outside of myself from other people. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, one of the funny things that's so contradictory about this whole like mental mess we get ourselves in is that I bet you that all these people who you were looking for validation in were probably looking for validation in you too. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like, (laughs) like when you say that it's, it reminds me of um, one of those things like, how's it go? Um, we care when you care about what other people think, but you don't actually know what they think you're thinking, what you think they think. So like, like you, like, like you're worried about what they think, but you never truly know what they're thinking. Cause like, you're only in your body, you know, you're not in theirs. And so I think it's, I think it's the same type of thing that like when we're consumed in what they think or like getting their validation or wanting their, their belief um it's like people people probably just want the same thing from you you know what i mean exactly yeah and i think i think what you just said is so powerful because i think um last year i heard a coach i was i was associating with told me something like yeah never compare your insides to someone else's outsides and i was like wow Okay. Yeah. Because perceptions, reality, that, that really is all it comes down to. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really, it's funny because you, you start realizing very quickly, especially in the culture that we've got, it it Mm -hmm. lends itself to those kinds of limiting beliefs for all of us. We're around it all the time. And I think I, I first realized it when my wife and I went through uh, this course called, um, uh, what was it called? It was Dave Ramsey's financial freedom or, or basically, oh, yeah. and you could get debt yeah. free. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So we went ahead we did it, got debt free. Um, but one of the big takeaways for me was, you know, they said all these people, you know, a lot of them, we try to keep up with the Joneses and they're mm-hmm. all driving these BMWs, mm-hmm. Mercedes, these new cars. And you start thinking immediately, wow, they must have money. Wow. They must have money. Mm-hmm. They have more money than I do. You start to put yourself down. Mm-hmm. But what you don't realize is all these cars are financed. Like mm-hmm. everyone is yep. in debt, yep. majority of them, no one. And, and, if, and if they do buy a new car <laughs> with cash, they're not buying a new one, they're buying a used one, right? So it's it's a real mental game that, that it, it's a balance and it's difficult, but I love hearing how you have been overcoming it and how you continue to overcome it. It's great. Good for you. 
Yeah, and it, it is a daily thing, to be honest with you, because it just like any other habit, yeah. whether you're giving up alcohol or sugar or anything like that, like at any point you could see the cookie jar and still want to reach your hand in and, and grab a cookie. So it's like it's a daily thing where it's like you have to catch yourself when you start feeling that coming on or feeling the urge to go grab a cookie, like to remind yourself, like, no, this is where I'm headed. And 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 that's mm-hmm. that, you know, and bringing yourself back to your your why of like why you're doing what you're doing and and who you are and what makes you unique and and makes you different absolutely yeah that's the word unique and different totally and and something that I wanted to get your opinion on too was that um so I read your chapter the other day and it's called coaching wisdom too correct or coach wisdom too uh coach wisdom too yeah Yeah. So you wrote a whole chapter in this um, about a variety of things. And one of the things that really stood out to me was you talked about this whole idea of imposter syndrome. And, um, and I felt that and like, (laughs) I I have totally felt um, imposter syndrome. And I've, I have like my own ways of, of kind of how I have worked through that and, and my own experience in that. Um, but I would love to hear about, you know, your experience going through that and what got you ultimately out of that mindset of imposter syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. There has been a few things that have helped me and, and Lexi, I'll tell you right off the bat, it is, it is not easy. It has been a real challenge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, because for years, like you talked about habits, right? I've had this habit for years of thinking of myself less than. So I guess you... And it is a habit. I, I love that you, oh, yeah. you said that because it is a habit. And it's, it's instead of it being a physical habit, it's more of an emotional, like mental mm-hmm. habit than anything else. But it, it definitely is a habit. Right. Which makes it even more powerful, right? It's in your head. And your body gets into this frame of mind and it wants to protect itself and it, it learns how to operate and live in that way, right? And you, and so, yeah, no wonder it's going to be a hard thing to break, right? So how did I get out of it? I think um, there's a couple different ways. I think one of the things I talked about in the book was having to get into the routine of doing the opposite of what my mind was telling me to do. So you talked about, and again, right for our last conversation there, talked about that originality, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of, and, and kind of living that, well, realizing what that is in me and how it makes me special um, and making sure I'm clear on that and then saying, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead. It's okay to lead with that. Um, so doing the opposite. I, I talk about in the book how um, this coach who I have right now, Ben Clark out of Calgary, he's, he's excellent. Um, Last year, he told me, he's like, look, you know, before I even got certified as a coach, I just started my process. Um, and he said, why don't you start calling yourself a coach now? And I'm like, well, I'm not. I haven't even started, you know, training yet. And he's like, no, he's like, you've been coaching people. You can call yourself a coach. And I'm like, wow. Okay. And I just did it. It was really uncomfortable. But I had to come up with a few bullet points as to why I was a coach. And they were legitimate and comp with a story, not manufactured, but a real legitimate story that like, well, no, I have been coaching people for years now. Right. So being clear on that and 
leading with those things and, and um, so doing the opposite of what I wanted to do. And even on social media, the reason why we're talking right now, I did not want to do social media. I thought, well, that's for everyone else. Like you're saying, other people who are more accomplished and they're more, and I'm like, you know what? You just got to start at some point. So I just started doing it and sharing what was in my mind, what was in my heart in the hopes that it was going to serve someone and make their lives better. And it's been taking off. It's been working. So those are a couple of things right there. I think the other thing that I talk about is having this progress journal. And whenever I find myself um, doing something great that serves me, that serves other people, that I can mark down as progress, I write it down in a journal and I look at it daily. I cannot tell you how that has changed things for me um and i had to look at it before i got this podcast lexi seriously like i was getting anxiety like getting the phone you know set up and everything i'm like oh my gosh i'm like why am i getting so nervous like lexi's really cool we've already spoken right it's not you it's just you know it's just but it's It's me it's the fear it's the mindset yourself it is yeah so i go back to that progress journal and i'm reading off aloud all the things that I've accomplished this week that were like really successful, you know? And I'm like, no, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's okay. I am still the person who I know I really am at the core. Nothing has changed with that. Yeah. Okay. I'll go and I'll do it. Face the fear, feel it and do it anyway. Right. So those are two of the really, the really big things that I, that I always, you know, try to encourage people with. I love that. And I, and what I've experienced in my own life too, is that the more I sit in that fear versus taking action, the worse that it gets. So the more that I sit and the more that I think, and then the more that I overthink, and then the more that the the fear just grows, the worse that it's mm-hmm. getting where they're like, even before this podcast episode, like I recorded one and I was sitting here for like 10 minutes, like, uh, should I talk about this? Should I talk about this? Should I not do it at all? And then it finally was like, all right, just take a deep breath, hit the record button and, and let's go for it. And once you finally get yourself mm-hmm. into that action, it's like you're focused on what you're doing. So you're no longer in your head anymore. Like you're back in your body and you're just doing, you know, what you're here to do and that type of thing. Um, but I love what you had to say. And it reminded me of something. Um, have you heard of David Goggins? He has the book, Can't Hurt Me. I have heard of that. Yeah, I have not read it yeah. though. Okay, he is he his story is absolutely absolutely incredible, like unbelievable. And so first of all, I highly recommend um that book, but he talks about something in that book what he calls the cookie jar. And it's the same type of thing where he goes, anytime I have an accomplishment, no matter how big or how small, I put that in my cookie jar. And the okay. cookie jar could be a literal like jar and you write out a piece of paper and put it in there. Or the cookie jar could also be just a note on your phone and you keep all of those accomplishments, big or small, in there. And he goes, anytime I'm in these challenging situations, that's when I dive back into the cookie jar. And I remember all of these accomplishments that I had and all of these things that I've done to remind myself all the things that I have powered through and where I came from. And it it allows me to um, really get the motivation and inspiration I need to finish whatever challenging task I'm going through right now. So I love that idea. I think that's so, so important. 
Isn't that great? I love it. I love it. The cookie jar. Yeah. 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 And I think one of the things that, that really helped me, I think in regards to all of that and kind of doing things, doing things in spite of how you feel, mm-hmm. almost realizing, like you said, realizing there's that trigger. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, oh, it's like, oh, there it is again. Okay. So you can stop it, look at it and say, no, I know where this is coming from. I'm going to just go ahead and do the opposite of what it's telling me. I think um, yes, yeah. one of the things I really, really love and that has really helped me out, this is going to be funny, but did you ever watch Seinfeld? Yes. Are, are you kidding me? I grew up with two older brothers. That used to be all that they watched after dinner time. Okay. Was Seinfeld. Okay, yeah. great, great, great. So there's this episode that I absolutely adore. And I think the the underlying message to it is so powerful, but we're so busy laughing at the ridiculousness of it mm. that we miss it, right? So yeah. there's this episode where George Costanza is, is finally embracing, he's going to start doing the opposite of everything he normally would do. Because he's striking <laughs> out, he's, right? He's striking out with all these girls, not getting any dates or dumping them. And he's trying to build himself up. So finally, he's like, I'm just going to do the opposite. So he goes ahead and he dates this girl and, and he goes out with her. And, um, and he says, you know what? He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come right out and just tell you, okay? I, I, am, I am unemployed. I am balding. <laughs> and I live with my parents. <laughs> You know, and and it, this girl goes wild over him, right? And she's like, and, she, and the whole key is, she's like, That's George so Costanza, funny. who are you? And he looks at her dead in the eye and says, I am the opposite of every man you have ever dated. That's like, hilarious. Right? And like, they end up having this like relationship and she's going crazy over him. And it's so hysterical, right? I mean, I think that that is a huge part of, of, of really kind of what I was talking about in the book, right? Just like, mm. just doing the opposite of what you know, your mind is telling you to do. Yeah. And I when you recently, realize that it's imposter. I, I know. I, I did that recently where I started just catching myself more and more of what are those triggers that I'm trying to avoid. Um, and my mantra to myself has been like, how to find comfort in the uncomfortable. Because I remember this can be for physical fitness, this can be for entrepreneurship, for anything in life, asking a girl out, anything like that. And I remember when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, I woke up one morning and I was like, when is it just going to like get comfortable again? Like every day was so uncomfortable because I was growing and because I was doing things that were different and I had to put myself out there and and change and adapt. And I have I remember having that thought and then now I'm so much more the opposite where I'm focused on all right, how can I find comfort in these uncomfortable situations? So whether it's in something new I have to do for business or something like um, I'm on a run. And like the other day, I'm in New York, so it's it's wintertime here and it's super cold outside. And so a couple weeks ago, I was standing and looking out like my front window and there's snow on the ground. It's like 30 degrees outside. And I'm like, you know what? I want to go for a run and I could either go to the warm gym right now and run on the treadmill or I could go push myself and run outside. So I chose to push myself and run outside to try and find comfort in the uncomfortable because usually for me, the cold is something that I try to avoid. So I was like, all right, what if I purposely put myself into this situation, purposely put myself into the cold to show myself that like there's nothing to be afraid of, like cold weather can't stop you from from doing what you want. And so ultimately... 
I went out there and I ran and I found comfort in this, this uncomfortable situation. Once I did that, I felt like I got my power back. You know, it's like no longer was the weather, you know, controlling what I was going to do or, or my goals. Like I, I feel like I found power in myself again. Cause I was like, no matter if it's, if it's cold or not, like I can run and I can hit, you know, my goals and everything, um, without being stopped by something that, that I was purposely like running away from, you know? And so once I chose to create that mantra and, and in these uncomfortable moments, like remind myself, like, how can I find, how can I find comfort here? And how can I make this comfortable? Like it, it changes everything for me. That is awesome. Finding comfort in the uncomfortable. I'm going to write that one down. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, because, and that would make sense because why wouldn't you get comfort when you're feeling power? And you're realizing that you overcame mother nature, the most powerful force on earth. And you, Lexi, overcame it. Right. Like no big deal. Now, I mean, that, yeah, no big deal. It (laughs) wasn't a tornado, but it was cold weather. Who wants to do that? I don't, right? right? I mean, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's definitely helped me a lot. And in terms of like the imposter syndrome, um, I think for me, when it comes down to it, because there's still times when I, when I experience that, or like, I, I tell people like, I don't, I don't consider myself, you know, an expert yet or that type of thing. And so what, when I feel like that imposter syndrome come up, what I do is I personally ask myself like, well, am I an imposter? Like, is that, is that actually true? And then when I ask myself that question, I'm like, well, no, like the first answer that comes back is always like, no, I'm, I'm not an imposter, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to help people and share my story and, and all of that type of stuff. And so once I kind of bring light to the lie and the lie that in this case would be like that I'm an imposter, once I bring light to that, and then I rediscover what the truth is, um, that, that has been so freeing for me. Um, so what I'll do is like, I'll, like I said, I'll ask myself, am I, am I actually an imposter? And the answer comes back, no. And then I say, all right, what's, what's actually the truth in this situation? And then that helps me kind of, kind of, uh, release the resistance I'm having for whatever it is and, um, really get back to the truth of who I am and, and what I'm doing. Lexi, that is such a powerful and advanced technique that, I think a lot of people have never heard of before. And I'm so glad to hear you say that. And so glad to hear that it's working for you and you're overcoming because of it, because in doing so you're changing people's lives, right? Forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, in a positive way. And I think that's so important. Um, it unlocks that glory that's in you and that you were created with. And I think I, I, that was, it's so funny. I, I learned that same principle about six years ago, I went to counseling for the first time because I realized mm-hmm. I was self-sabotaging myself and went through two years of really intense counseling. And it was the best thing in my life. But I think I realized what you're talking about. And the, and the, and the illustration was I was studying to get my licenses for my insurance type. You know, so yeah, your, your, your property, casualty and all this so I could at least get my licenses when I was going to go to consulting. And it was really tough to pass those tests for the state. And so I was finding myself going through these, you know, pre-tests and, you know, practice tests. I could not pass them. And finally, I just got so frustrated. I 
threw this book against the wall. And I'm not like a violent person, but it just spilled out. And I was so upset. And so that was when I started counseling. And my counselor said, I want you to go ahead and, and take that test again. And this time, write down all the thoughts that are going through your head while you're trying to take it and study for it and all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, fine. Man, I had a list. 30, 35, 40, awful, terrible, self-defeating, abusive thoughts that were going through my head that were absolutely terrible. And um, I mean, I, I won't go into all of them, but it was all like, you're, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not smart enough. You can't comprehend this. Why are you even trying? You're going to fail at this. All your friends are going to laugh at you. You, you go, da, 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 all this stuff, you're wasting your family's money, and da, da, da. So um, I took this list and I gave it to her. She asked me for the list. I gave it to her and she's going through this and she's like, oh my gosh, like is all this crap like actually in your head right now? Just over a test? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess so. And she's like, you got your college degree, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, so how is this stuff, you know, and she started going debunking it, like you're saying. And the big question was, whenever a thought like that came into my head, she's like, I want you to ask yourself, is that a fact or is that a theory? And they were all theories. Like none of them could be proven true. The majority of them were not true and could be proven that they were not true. So I think that was the, the big, the big, um, one of the big first blocks that I overcame in reprogramming my mind. Um, and again, like we talked about, it's still a daily thing. I, I've got to work at it, but now I know how to work at it. And I help other people work at the same thing, right? That is amazing. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah. It's like, I've done that before too, where I've just sat and like typed out everything, all the thoughts that are coming to my mind, but it's so wild how most of these things are lies like they're theories they're not actually proven facts and like to bring it back around full circle to what you were saying before of like this list that you keep of all your accomplishments and everything it's like what I'll do too is I'll debunk like you were saying like is this is this a lie typically it's a yes and then I'll say you know what's what's the actual truth behind this and I'll write the truth and then the last thing I'll do is write what is the proof and like that's when I dive into like my cookie jar and my list of accomplishments and say like no this is actually the proof behind what I'm doing and who I am um, and automatically by doing that even if you do a couple of proofs it, it proves to your brain like oh yeah like <laughs> you're right like I'm not an imposter right um, um, this truth is real and automatically you can debunk it. And I think it's so, it's so fascinating to me how our brains work of how our brains will literally accept like whatever you feed it and whatever you nourish it. And so if you're nourishing it with these thoughts that are, um, defeating and, and thoughts that are like, I'm not enough and, and what are other people going to think and who am I to do this and all this stuff, like your feet is, your, your mind is going to eat that up. Um, and, and, you know, live off of that. But if you start to feed it more nourishing thoughts and more of these truths or these proofs of like, you know, I am good enough to do this, or I am strong, or I am, I am capable. Um, that's what your yeah. mind is going to eat and, and thrive off of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It takes some time, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. You are it, what you eat. It does take time. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. that, and I know we've mentioned this a few times, but it's that daily, it's that daily game of like becoming aware of, 
of your thoughts, but they, they really do like control your reality and like your, your perspective is, is everything. So once you start to catch those and, and just, you know, aim for a thought that feels better and then another thought that feels better, it completely transforms your life, you know? Right. Exactly. And that's what a lot of clients, I mean, that, that I have, that, that's the beautiful part of it. When clients realize that they have a perspective and a, and a scope that they're viewing everything from, you know, and it's kind of like, well, how about we take that scope away and change it out for this scope, a different perspective? What does that look like? You know, almost like you're the eye doctor, you know, and they're flipping through these different lenses until they can dial it in and see it for what it really is. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, and I think that is where that transformational occurrence happens that is so powerful and it just sets people on a different trajectory and yourself as well, myself as well, right? Other people have helped us do that. Oh, totally. And so Mm -hmm. with you, with like how far you've come with everything um, and kind of looking back to to where you started, what is some advice or words of wisdom that you would want to tell your younger self? Oh, wow. That's a fantastic question. I think the advice I would have given myself years ago would have been give yourself permission to be yourself and to embrace who you are, what you love, and those desires that are in your heart. You don't necessarily have to ask, what's that? Mic drop. Yeah. My drop. I think. I think in regards to that, don't feel you have to ask for permission to be yourself. That is one of the biggest things that killed me for years and years. I felt like I had to ask permission to be who I was, to engage in what I wanted to engage in to give the opinions or the thoughts that would be valuable. And um, that is something that today I am wiping out, surely but steadily, not asking permission anymore, you know, un- unless it's appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Within reason, yeah. right? But... <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I think that is so powerful and so life-changing. And I can... Um relate to that a lot where I even I even look back and like I feel like I used to ask permission for everything like even when I was in my full-time job I remember there being um, a Tony Robbins event that was happening in like Boston and I, I really wanted to to go to it and I felt like then even I had to ask permission to take the day off to then go you know follow this passion of mine and it's like even then I'm like no like you don't even you don't have to ask for permission for these things like like if it's something that you want to do and it's in your heart like give yourself permission to to go do that thing or go have that adventure and and stop looking for other people to give you permission to follow these dreams because a lot of the times um you're not going to get it 
and then and then in the times you don't get the permission you're just going to be like down on yourself and not follow what you want to pursue but when you're the one to give yourself permission first um and tell yourself you know what no this is something I want to do and and I'm going to do it then and I give my person myself permission to do that it's like when you choose to do that with yourself you're giving permission to other people to do the same thing absolutely absolutely and you're giving people permission to view you differently because now they're not viewing you as someone who is not confident enough, right? Because if you're always asking yeah, people yeah, permission, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna kind of think that. Oftentimes, not every time, but a lot of times, people can start thinking, well, they just don't really have the desire just to go and grab life by the horns and do it, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get passed up for promotions or they just don't get what they want out of life because they're always asking for permission and putting themselves in a place of weakness right right yeah all because they probably feel there's not enough yeah yeah that is so that is so powerful i think and and just life-changing when you start living from that perspective versus feeling like you have to get other people's permission not even to to do what you want to do, but to be who you want to be, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting because once I started, once I started to stop looking for permission from other people, some people didn't like it either because they didn't want me to change. You know, they wanted me to stay in my little safe box that I was in. So when I started to give myself permission and change, I saw that, that there were people who didn't like that, you know, because I was becoming someone different. And so it's really yes. interesting that when you start to do that, to watch the the effects of that on your life and, and see who oh. comes into your life and see who, you know, maybe takes a few steps back. That is profound. That is profound, Lexi. Yeah. Like energy attracts like energy. And um, one of the things I'm certified is in is, core energy leadership, energy, you know, um, core, core dynamics with IPEC. And so we talk a lot about that energy that, that you use and how there's um, destructive energy and energy that builds up, right? Kind of like a light bulb. When it's plugged in and you're enjoying the light, it's constructive. Take the light bulb out, stick your finger in that socket, and it's destructive. You get shocked, right? Oh, that's so interesting. I never thought about it like that. All right, yeah, and so we, energy is every is in everything, right? Einstein proved that it's in us. That everything is electrical, right? And even even the the wood table that you've got your computer on right now, um, there's energy in that, right? Molecules that are just bouncing around. So as we start shifting our energy and start changing our mind thoughts, and it starts making changes, yeah, it it, it can start repelling people that we never thought it would repel. And all of a sudden, it's it's like, oh, wait, where do people go? But I love what you said because it's not necessarily a loss because you said it yourself, and I love this. It will bring other people into your life who are supposed to be where they're at at that particular time, and you just start building momentum with them. Ooh. Yeah, it's, in- it's incredible how many people – I've met throughout this journey of entrepreneurship that I never would have met if I, mm-hmm. first of all, didn't, didn't pursue this path, but also if I didn't just constantly, you know, focus on, on that growth and the person that I want to become. And, um, I was just, I was on the phone with someone yesterday too, and we were talking about this of, um, embracing the energy of the person that you aspire to be, 
So like, so thinking about the goals that you have or where you're headed and thinking about the person that you have to become in order to be, do, or have those things. And then using your energy to literally embody, you know, that person. So if you were to imagine yourself like broke right now, that's a whole different energy than if you were to imagine yourself as a millionaire right now, you know what I mean? And so when you, when you choose to make that shift, um, in your mindset and your energy and your body and, and how you just approach life, um, that's what you start attracting into your life. And it's like, it's really incredible. Actually, the podcast episode I just recorded before we hopped on together was, was about this because I've been, um, one of my, one of my things I wanted to do for a hundred days starting at the new year was meditate every day. And so I just talked about how, from doing meditation every day and some days it's as short as five minutes and other days it's as long as like an hour and like doing these meditations like has allowed me to step into more of this this energy like you're talking about and just to see like the synchronicities that happen and like the people I meet like you I met um just recently from doing this and and all of these people who have come across my path and kind of entered you know my life and my business it's been it's been amazing to see that and a lot of that I accredit to the energy and doing that energy work with meditation and and putting myself into a new energy like that. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a part of it. And <clears throat> one of the things that, I, that I'd love to jump on that you said was envisioning what you want. Right. And that was the whole title of my chapter was, you know, pulling yourself through uncertainty with a vision that is so clear that it neutralizes fear, right? And neutralizes that that negative energy that can really hold you back, right? And I think that's the whole reason why in that book I I drew a picture of myself. That was the other piece when we talked about helping someone get to where they want to go and overcome that imposter syndrome and drawing that clear picture. I'm, I'm a little bit of an artist, so I drew a picture. And, but, but having that that you can keep in front of you kind of like you were talking about is a really, really strong, powerful thing that I wanted to bring to the, to the forefront real quick. I love that. Yeah. And I know personally, like I'm such a visual person and like I'm a visual learner. So having those things, like whether they're pictures or like for me, I have, I have some vision boards, but also I have a whole Pinterest board on my phone of what I want my life to look like. And so even having that and like scrolling through that, um, allows me to get a better, clearer vision of who I am and, and the life that I'm creating and use that as kind of um, a North Star for me when I'm making decisions and, and deciding what path I'm going down. Yeah. Love it. Pinterest board. Okay. Yeah. Something else I got to write down. I like that. <laughs> I know. Well, that way, no matter where I am, if I have my phone, you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of scroll through that and be like, oh yeah, like this is where I'm headed. But it's also really cool because you can kind of pick up on on things that repeat themselves and see, you know, what, what prominently keeps coming up, which has been really nice. Um, and has been a more fun way, um, to kind of do social media than scrolling and, and comparing myself to other people. Like we were talking about at the beginning of this. Oh my gosh. So what you're saying is you scroll on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) so I'll, (laughs) yeah, so I'll scroll on Pinterest and kind of construct, my dreams essentially of like what I want to create or like where I want to live or where I want to travel to and like these different cool pictures and, and things. And I'll, I'll scroll and kind of create that or find, you know, quotes that inspire me and and that type of thing. So it is much more like a scroll 
on myself versus <laughs> scrolling through through other people's oh pictures and, and lives that they're they're building. Okay, that's your mic drop right there. <laughs> All right, that, that is like key takeaway. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that scrolling yourself. That's neat, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very neat. Yeah, because that is exactly what defeats so many of us is the first thing they do, and I've been guilty of it too, you get up in the morning and you start scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. Yep. And what are you yeah. seeing? You're seeing people's ideals of themselves and what they want to portray to the world, right? Not necessarily mm-hmm. the truth, all right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, no wonder. That is a very, very powerful thought. Lexi, love it. Absolutely yeah, love thank it. thank you. So I, I have one final question for you as we wrap up. And this is something that um, I ask every one of my podcast interviewers um, recently. And so the question is, um, how would you fill in this blank? Life is blank. Wow. That's a great question. And I've got to go with the first thought that went through my mind immediately. And the word was joyous. Mm. It was joyous. Yeah. Um, My life has been joyous. It hasn't been easy. Um, And there's been pain, right? We all have pain. Um, Suffering oftentimes is optional. But through it all, there's been joy, right? Even in the pain. So that's the common denominator, I think. And um, how we view things can bring even more joy simply with our mindset. I love that. That is beautiful. So good. Thank you so much, Kurt, for being on the show. It was such a pleasure to have you on such an amazing conversation filled with multiple mic drops and and (laughs) so many, (laughs) so, so many good, just truth bombs are in there. I feel like of, of little nuggets that, that I think a lot of us can, can take away and and really resonate with. So thank you so much for sharing with us, you know, your time, your story, your um, knowledge and your expertise. And it was, it was really, really fun and really, really cool. Um, So before we wrap up, how can people, thank you. Yeah, definitely. How can people um, connect with you and, and um, you know, get to know you more? Absolutely. Yeah. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. So under Kurt Worfley. Also, my website is life post life, excuse me, lifepasscoaching.com. Lifepasscoaching, lifepasscoaching.com. Yeah. Or LinkedIn are my two big ones. I love it. Any final words for us before we, before we head off no i mean i think that um i love the whole multiple mic drop and i'm gonna <laughs> i think the, the, the last thing it's just on my mind right now that you have said in previous podcasts that i listened to and by the way your podcast is fantastic so thank you for all <laughs> oh, you're doing you. to inspire entrepreneurs and people who are on their way to becoming you know and um it's been absolutely amazing inspiring to me but i think one of the things you said today and also on previous podcasts was everything is figure outable. I love that. Absolutely mm-hmm. love that. 
Um, so just have that belief. If you can believe that everything is figure outable, then it's going to open up doors and unlock possibility and potential to you that you may not have thought was possible at one point. So um, that's something that I wrote down after I heard it the other day, listening to your cast and would love to encourage people with that. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I fully, fully believe that, especially with Google now. That's like, that's our cheat sheet that we have right there, but thank you so sure. much for the kind words. Thank you for your time and your expertise and everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. This was building my empire. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Lexi.